I have a confession. And if you've read the intro, the title to this episode, you know what that is. We've been watching Naked and Afraid, and Naked and Afraid XL, and Naked and Afraid Savage, and we just can't stop. And I'd like to talk about why on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, The Chain. Nah, nah, well, yeah, it's kind of new. It's up over at Project Shadow and over on Wattpad, but really, Crucify My Love is my new book, and it should be available in more places now. So, if you read using Kobo or Barnes & Noble or Google Play, it should be there. So, there you go. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Negative and Afraid today, and if you're wanting to check out because you're like, how could I find that interesting, please don't. I, I think there's actually, whether you decide to watch the show or not, or have ever seen it, I think there's a valuable lesson that could be learned from this series, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance that we get to hang out with each other. And that is why I do this in the first place. So, hi. Okay, so let me tell you a story. A couple weeks ago, you know, Brian and I went to shore leave out in Hunt Valley, Maryland. And, you know, you wake up, you're in the hotel room. You go up to eat in the hotel room. You keep stuff in your cooler so you don't have to spend a lot of money going out to restaurants and whatnot. And every day we uh, would put something on the TV so that we could, you know, watch something while we were eating or getting ready to go down to the convention or getting ready to go to bed. And they were running a Naked and Afraid marathon <laughs> on the Discovery Channel. And we just left it on in the background. We didn't think anything about it. And we didn't think we'd end up getting hooked on the series. But we did. And since we've gotten back... We have been marathoning through it on Hulu, <laughs> and we, we've actually gotten completely caught up with the main Naked and Afraid series, and are almost caught up with Naked and Afraid XL. So if you don't know what this show is, because I didn't until I saw it, Naked and Afraid is a survival program where they take two people generally a man and a woman, and put them out in a location where they have to survive for 21 days. They're allowed one tool each. Sometimes they're given an additional fire starter. Sometimes they're given a pot to boil water in, in addition. But generally speaking, one tool. 
and they have to provide for themselves. They have to provide shelter. They have to find their own food. They have to find their own water. They have to survive for 21 days. In Excel, they send 9 to 12 people out in groups to live as a tribe on their own in some very dangerous and remote places. And I had no interest in this show because I figured a show called Naked and Afraid was going to be about, ooh, look at all the naked people and the blurry bits, and that's not what the show is. That's not what the show is at all. And what I find most fascinating about it is how they ended up, I think by accident, making a program that shows how interconnected we are with each other and with the world around us and how much cooperation is necessary for us to make it in the world, for us to survive. And that, which seems like an accidental byproduct of the series, is to me what makes it most fascinating. Because, you know, I'm all about how diversity matters and how we need to rely on each other's strengths and cover for each other's weaknesses and how I really truly believe that we have to do things together, that there is no such thing as a self-made person. No one has ever pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps. We succeed as a group or we fail as a group and the failure of any one individual is the failure of us all. And this survival show <laughs> just proves it every time. And I, I I don't really want to go into recaps and stuff, but oh, I can. If you want me to pick a season, pick an episode, we can talk. I can talk endlessly about the show. I'm just obsessed with it. But watching these people, especially when they come in very gung-ho about how I'm great at this, I'm a great hunter, I'm a great this, that, or the other thing, I'm just going to nail it, I don't need anybody else, I could do this by myself, I don't need help, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Those are the people that seem to wash out quickest. And if they don't wash out, it's because they learned that they needed to rely on the strengths of their partner while they're out there. And without that help, they wouldn't have made it. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people that do it on their own because you can be tapped out medically. If the medics feel that your life is in danger, if you've gotten sick or injured, the medics can pull you out. And at any time, you can give up and leave. And it's remarkable how many times that happens by the people that if you go off of the idea of who you would expect to be able to, I'm, I'm just going to use the lingo that I despise so much to man up and be able to take it. Those are the people that often have the biggest problems with these kinds of challenges 
sometimes it's because of their reliance on tools and not having the equipment that they are used to and having to improvise and be able to roll with the flow and make their own fire, make their own tools is just too much for them. And sometimes it's because they really never had to face their own thoughts before. And as somebody who has gone through many bouts of depression, who has spent many hours kind of alone and shaking and afraid in their own mind, I don't wish that on anyone. But watching the transformations that take place in the people on this show, and I don't want to get into the reality of it. it it's pretty real. I mean, these people have gotten flesh-eating bacteria, they are getting cut up by thorns, they're getting bitten up by bugs, sometimes they hack, accidentally hack themselves with a machete. I mean, it, it can be gruesome as a show to watch, and I, I, I think of all this type of reality show, this this series and, and alone are probably the most real of them, but oh my goodness. Seeing people have to learn to connect with other human beings without presuppositions, without carrying any of the baggage that they had prior into a survival situation is fascinating. Because the loners just don't make it. It's one of those things that I've often said is what I find least believable about shows like The Walking Dead, is that it's the uh, horrible people that make it and who have found themselves some semblance of power. I don't think that that would be reality. I really don't. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, warlord situations like you see in some, you know, failed states. That, that's a completely different different world where there's still agriculture, there's still farming, there's still the basic elements that are able to feed the warlord and his people. That That's civilization. But what this show really demonstrates in some ways is that we need each other more than we ever realize. So just ask yourself, it's a fun thought experiment. What would you do if you had to survive without clothes, without food, without water, shelter, or fire for any period of time? And that's, I think, what makes this challenge different from a lot of them, is that you're put back into such a primitive state that you have to start asking what our ancestors must have gone through. That you have to ask, ask yourselves how our species managed before we had all of the technologies that we have to make life easier. 
because we all came from hunter-gatherers. All of us. Agriculture, in the grand scheme of things, has not been with us all that long. Neither has animal husbandry. These are new technologies. Maybe 10,000 years? And in the history of our species, that, that's nothing. So prior to that, we were subsistence hunters and gatherers. We had to do this. We had to make our own clothes from whatever we could find. And we had to learn the ways of the animals. We had to learn what foods and fruits we could eat and where we could acquire water and how we could keep that water safe so we didn't poison ourselves. These are all concerns that we used to have. And I'm not like some of the survivalists on the show that think that being able to do this makes you a better person or not knowing how to do these things makes you a bad person. And there are some people on the show that do hold beliefs like that. But it does make you realize exactly, exactly how codependent we all are on the countless people that make our lives easier without us ever knowing, without us having any clue that they're there. The people that generate the power, who build the things that generate the power, that maintain the lines to get the power to us, that grow the food, that sew the clothes, that grow the fabric, that the clothes, that grow the material, grow the materials that the clothes are woven from that we wear. It is a show that reminds us how interconnected and interdependent we are at all times in our lives and how much more this this is what it would really look like to be a self-made person and you can see that with a few people that are left out there alone and have to get by with just themselves and even then they're not really alone there is a doctor that could come and help them out if they need it they still have whatever pre-made tool that they can bring into the, that they brought into the, to the challenge with them. So even then, they're not completely without outside help. But you see that web of interconnectedness that I'm always talking about so vividly playing out on screen in front of you as people are learning what it means to be community, what it means to live in community, what it means to live without one. What real isolation is like. It is a show that at its heart, whether it means to or not, shows the importance of compassion and helping those who need it. And the basic common decency that we're always talking about on this podcast seems like I'm always talking about on this podcast. And those are things that I would never expect to see on a show like this. There's one episode that comes to mind when I'm talking and it takes place in Africa and it's an older gentleman and a younger woman who is a retired police officer who had to retire because her PTSD got so bad because she worked child cases and the things that she saw were so bad that it broke her 
and watching their relationship as he kind of became the surrogate grandfather for her as she worked through those issues out in the savannah in Africa because she couldn't get away from her own mind. She couldn't get away from her own thoughts. There was nowhere to escape to. There was no internet. There were no television shows. There were no movies. There's no music. There's nothing to distract you. And he could have easily looked at her and said, why are you even here with all this baggage that you knew was going to come out? Why are you even here? This is not the place to be having these moments, these breakdowns, this really difficult emotional and psychological time. But he didn't. He saw how much she needed to see the strength in herself that she thought she had lost and that she just needed somebody to listen and to comfort her. And together, they made it through the challenge and she was able to face so many of her demons and make it through. They helped each other in ways that you'd expect on a survival challenge in finding food and water and clothing and dealing with the bugs and the sunburn and all that. But also in these intangible ways of loss and emotional damage and anxiety and stress and real trauma that they brought with them to this excursion into Africa. And those moments of raw humanity were not... I never imagined being able to see something like that on a show called Naked and Afraid. Because I really expected it to be a series that exploited the suffering of others. Or that really, you know, look how good you have it. At least you're not living like they are. A show that I expected to be about the worst of us. And instead, in watching it, you see those people with the selfish thoughts. With those ideas that they should make it on their own and only the strong should survive. They don't make it through the challenges. They wash out. Because when you've isolated yourself from others, when you're not able to get the comfort and the help and the support of the community that you're in, no matter how small it is, that isolation and that lack of compassion comes back to you and wears on you and tears you down to the point where you just have to leave. I never expected a show called Naked and Afraid to exhibit what real compassion looks like, what real cooperation looks like. I'd never expected to see the best of humanity in a reality show like this. But it's there. And it's also thrilling and exciting and has a lot of, you know, those drama moments that you expect from a reality show. And as usual, I may be just reading too much into it, but having watched 
almost the entire series now, almost entirely caught up. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I really do. It, it is such an amazing show for what it does show. To the point where you forget that they're naked. And I honestly expected that to be the main draw of the show, that that's what they would be going for, and it's not. So anyway, that's why we've been watching Naked and Afraid. And whether or not you go watch it or not, it's good to know that shows like that exist. That are demonstrating why we need to be together and help each other. I like that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please rate this episode in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have a buck you could throw my way, in the show notes you'll find a link for both the Patreon and the community support page. The difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. It really does help out a lot. helps me do everything that I do. And thank you to everybody who does that. If you don't have the money right now or you don't feel like joining the project, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. I get it. It's a weird show, but I'm a weird person. And thank you to everybody who listens. It really does mean the world to me. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear discussed on the show, you can either use the voice message feature, which you'll find in the show notes, or you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. You can also find links to everything that I do over at Project Shadow. Really, I'm trying to get that site built up for everybody. I hope you like the show. I'm trying to make it the best that I can and have a lot of fun with it. I, I am having fun with it. So, even though I was a little frustrated that I'm going back to daily, because, you know, I, I'm not really frustrated. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. <laughs>